Thank you for having me on here. My name is Brittany Purr, and I deal with anxiety, uh, history of uh, being emotionally and psychologically abused. So those are issues of being selfless, but selfless to a detriment. When most people think selfless, they're like, oh, well, you're not selfish. But there's that uh, kind of sinister aspect of selflessness that you literally have no autonomy. You're very codependent, um, very needy due to abandonment issues, uh, loneliness, you know, those sorts of feelings come up, which can also exasperate depression and anxiety tends to like to piggyback on depression as well. So, um, those are my basic underlying issues of what I grew up with. Um, definitely have varying degrees of PTSD uh, from my childhood abuse, being emotional and psychological. I was not allowed to cry. Um, my mom would, you know, give me something to cry about, even though I'm already crying about something. It's like she had to control that issue, <laughs> which was very unpleasant growing up. And of course, you know, has caused a lot of issues, which I've had to undo now. And especially so after getting into an abusive, psychologically, emotionally abusive, even more so abusive marriage that I was in for 10 years and dealing with the ramifications of that. Um, really fostered a huge healing process in my life, uh, which I now share with others and help others to get through that as well. Um, but sort of backtracking a little bit, the PTSD from emotional and psychological abuse from my childhood started out with like an emotional shutdown complex, which actually has its benefits where you know, I've witnessed accidents. I've witnessed a lot of gnarly things in my life. And it has actually served for me to be able to step up and help people and not have like a gag reflex, not pass out. Um, and just literally like kicks me into a logic centered being where, you know, I'm able to handle like crazy situations, which has been really interesting. However, after going through my divorce with how traumatic that was and you know my marriage dealing with emotional and psychological abuse uh that created a different form more of the traditional form of ptsd where you know just full-on like uncontrollable emotional outbursts having to like literally run from situations um that sort of upheaval, that emotional upheaval that happens. And then the interesting aspect was how that, the core of that was connected to childhood abandonment issues of, you know, basically not feeling loved in my childhood, not feeling appreciated, not being regarded as a human. Like I had no personhood as a child. I couldn't explore and make decisions based on my explorations. I kind of just, just like, oh, well, you know, they're going to put me in this. Okay. Um, you know, so that's kind of, uh, that abandonment issue was fostered by 
you know, my family dynamics of not being close, but then also not having a father figure in my household at all. Like he was barely there within my childhood and then fled the country and never saw him again, never heard from him after a period of time. So once again, still no personhood. Um, like when he left the country, he would write letters and it's like, I have no way to respond and you don't know me. And this is BS. Like it, literally that was my childhood. Um, needless to say, I've outgrown that. And, you know, there's still aspects that I've borrowed from that, which are like now once I gained a bit of autonomy and broke free of, you know, those paradigms of not having my personhood or not having or understanding myself. Um, it kicked me full on into just being an autodidact and that's learning on my own. Uh, and I love learning. That is one of my greatest aspects in life is just like learning, researching, and that is totally habitual. And that has also made me to be more of a polymath. So I can cross concepts. I can also um, reverse engineer, you know, my own psychology and also help others in those regards of being able to fully successfully reverse engineer things. Um, another interesting aspect is as a child, and I think this has helped me immensely, which I do help my clients now within coaching, is... I gave myself access to my subconscious and that was through meditation, which was very, it was instinctual or intuitive. Um, like nobody taught me that I was doing meditation. Nobody taught me how to access my subconscious. I just kind of like did it. And that has significantly helped me. Like most therapeutic settings don't actually served me. I did have one therapist that was absolutely amazing, more on the esoteric spectrum, but everything that I had gained from other therapists prior to her was just stuff that I could do on my own. So yeah, that's my history. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Obscurum. And we're back. Hi, Brittany. Can you tell us what Obscurum is? So Obscurum is my website, Obscurum.com. And I initially created it as an experiment. I had a really rough go last year where I ended up losing my car. Um, I have had travel to and from my daughter's school, which is 20 miles each way that was due to divorce. Uh, and so I had a lot of time to a lament about my situation. Uh, car has always been my space of freedom and kind of like a space to kind of engage with people like you're in traffic being next to others, but you know, kind of like just those feelings of I can go anywhere and do anything I want to. Uh, so losing my car was a huge detriment. I couldn't repair it. And yeah, it was a whole, 
whole dramatic story. But out of that came the concept of of Obscurum and sharing my story of the things that I've gotten through throughout my life from losing weight in high school. I used to be 230 pounds. Uh, That was my freshman year of high school. I lost all that weight on my own Um, to many other situations, circumstances, and life learned wisdom that I've gained along my life's journey. So to put it in a nutshell, Obscurum is a platform for personal empowerment. So we each have our stories to share of the things that we've gone through of uh, trials and tribulations, and then just how we have excelled past them, what we've learned from that, and being open to share these stories of triumph. Because a lot of people, we only know what we know from others. And a lot of us feel like within our culture, within my upbringing, how I wasn't allowed to cry. Like I wasn't allowed to have my feelings. And that is a very cultural dynamic where we are not allowed to be open about what we're going through. When I went through my divorce, it's like, just put it on the table. Don't talk to anybody. This is shameful. All those things that people wanted to put on it. And I'm like, no, this sucks to be going through this alone. And I had zero support. I was dealing with horrendous anxiety and nobody knew what I was going through. Nobody could even understand or begin to, you know, even step up for me with what I experienced. Like I had nobody stand up for me at all during that period. And there was a lot that I had to go through. So Obscurum started to kind of bridge that gap between what we experience and what we're not knowing what another's experiencing and creating a safe space where, you know, we don't judge it, where we openly receive a person's story and learn something from it along the way, from their learnings. So right now in the process of the platform, it's been all me doing all the work. I am a uh, multi-talented creative, so I can do everything from video production, website design, uh, all the graphics, the writing, editing, everything. But now it's literally just had its one-year birthday on October 11th, and so now I'm moving forward in more events on having live events, and then also bringing in guest bloggers, which I've reached out to a few people for that. Uh, Also going to be opening up for people to submit their artwork. Um, These can be also poetry or um, other stories that they have of their learnings of exploring and that sort of thing. It has a little bit of a scientific feel to it. So the way I operate is I kind of I don't like going so far deep into esoterics that people that have not had their awakening, quote unquote, um, or don't necessarily believe in esoterics can still have an understanding and bridge that gap between, okay, this is what that person, this is how I can connect with that person's experience. So it, it really, you know, creates that juxtapose, but also, you know, dissolves the line between these two things. It creates more of a gradient sort of idea that, you know, there are similarities. It's just a matter of the terminology and the ideas behind 
certain thought process processes or philosophies and connecting that with, you know, everyday people that have never connected with that before. So that's Obscurum in a nutshell. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So what do you want Obscurum to be for someone who comes to your site? I want it to be an exploration. So more like an exploration into human behavior, the human experience, opening up understanding, knowledge and acknowledgement. Um, so I love with my clients, I love creating that aha moment, like when something connects or bring in new ideas that they never really would have considered before, but it's never been presented to them in a way that they can understand or really take in. So Obscurum is a, an expansion of that. So it kind of creates a journey through those bases or bases. What has been your experience over this last year with Obscurum? Um, what has it been like for you and how has it impacted you? It's been interesting. Uh, as I mentioned, it originally started out as, as an experiment because I wanted to see what I was capable of. Am I actually capable of running a multimedia blog? Um, you know, are people actually going to support this? Is this going to be well received? Uh, where do I go with this? And so it's been interesting. It actually has been well received, um, which I'm fascinated about. As I said, you know, historically, my relationship with my mom was not that good. And, you know, within the last couple of years, it's come to be healed. It took a total uh, cutting off of that relationship for it to be healed, but it has now been healed. And she's supported it. I've had numerous friends support it. The support has been overwhelming to be honest. And I think one of the most interesting things is the international appeal of it. I really did not expect to have people from India, um, the UK, all over the world kind of checking out my blog. So that's been very interesting and eye-opening. Um, also seeing what, you know, people have gravitated more towards what people want to hear about, what they want to know about. Um, that has been interesting as well. I've of course had to up-level my knowledge in SEO dynamics. So that's been fun. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of learning, a lot of self-learning. Um, and just overall being able to commit to that because it is a lot of work doing it all on my own and now stepping into a space of, okay, I can get this off my plate. And that on its own is also a little tough because I tend to be being a creative. I'm very nitpicky and uh, I guess have a little bit of perfectionism, but not quite perfectionism. It's like, I want this to look this way and it needs to look that way. And I know I can do it best. But now I have to change into going, okay, I want this to look that way. And I need to communicate this best to someone else now, because I want to get this off my plate so I can do these other new things that I'm venturing off into with Obscurum. 
and those things were kind of woven in from the get-go, which is kind of nice having that first the vision and the idea of the experiment and then going, okay, this experiment is successful. Where does this go from here? And then, you know, bringing it into from vision into reality. So that has been a little, a little tough to navigate, but I've prepared for it. And I think that's the greatest aspect is when you do cast that vision into the future, you can kind of look and go, okay, what do I need for this to happen? What do I want to continue doing? What do I not really want to continue doing? And, you know, accommodate correctly. You can create as much space as you need to look into the right people that you need. Um, so yeah, uh, another aspect of it too has been a no stress dynamic. So being that I have dealt with anxiety and very, um, like very energetic environments or very stressful environments. I was like, I don't want this to be that. I don't want it to feel necessarily like a job or like work. So I put that out there. And if I miss a week or a month, I miss months of posting blogs, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to get down on myself for that. And my aunt's going to forgive me. They have enough stuff going on between Instagram and everything else that it's okay. Like, I'm not going to get down on myself. I'm not going to let the strategists go, oh, well, you should never do that. It's like, whatever, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it well at the end of the day. Um, and then I also made the decision within this year to start and run my coaching practice through the blog to give people more of an opportunity to have that companion, that accountability, the really structured and um, very uh, unique hands-on teaching for them to thrive in their lives as well. So tagging that onto the blog just really made sense for me to offer that to people who really do want to make a difference in their lives to, you know, heal themselves, to have someone there for them when they are going through um, emotional trauma, emotional stress, and to have that partner and accountability that understands them and can really encourage them to grow in the right ways and really see success from their growth so that they have an actual, you know, return on their investment, so to speak, from, you know, not just visiting the blog, but actually taking on coaching. So we've talked about the multimedia foundation could you expand a little bit on what all uh what content we could expect to find on Obscurum? So on Obscurum there is obviously the written blog dynamic and then videos, podcasts and live events. So it definitely encompasses multimedia across the board. Um 
so yeah, I do. I've been in the entertainment industry in a variety of ways. Um, and so my niche is kind of as an artist and a creative, but I can do anything with that. And technology is also tagged along with that. A lot of various knowledges from various areas have tagged along with that. Um, so yeah, it, it encompasses the broad range aspect of media. Don't really have games on there yet. Sorry. Um, I might throw on quizzes later, but pretty much everything else. What do you hope to see come out of this project in the future? That is a loaded question. Um, a lot can come out of it. So as I mentioned right now, I'm expanding into more live events and that is going to be happening. Well, that's already starting to happen, but the main one is happening in November and that is still to be announced. Um, and from there, yeah, just a lot more of the same. So opening it up to more people, more of the community actively posting their stories. And part of that dynamic is paying people for that. Like, you know, if I had the opportunity when I was dealing with the worst parts of my divorce, which like I literally starved to make sure my daughter had food. Um, I wish that I had the opportunities that this blog would present to artists and stay at home moms or those who can't work, who are disabled to be able to make income from their stories and from, you know, whatever artwork they create. So that's kind of the up level of the blog and the community. So, um, you know, the next level is really encouraging more people to join in that community. And then, you know, from there, it can really become modular or expand into various areas. And that largely depends on the community and, you know, where it wants to go. With business aspects, I, I have actually worked in helping startups and that sort of thing as a startup generalist and uh, did a little bit of advising. So the way I see a business is kind of as an egregore, and that's a, a metaphysical term. Basically, an egregore is like a thought form that becomes like an entity or almost like a spirit. So this is the same thing, the same idea as a corporate culture, those sorts of things. Like it'll, the business will kind of gravitate its own energy. Um, and as businesses, like corporations specifically, kind of have their own personhood in a way, uh, you kind of see it as its own being. And we as beings kind of attract like-minded beings. Like when I got into that marriage that was detrimental to me, I was not in a good, healthy space. And when I look back on my writings during that period of time, I was like, oh, here's all the dynamics of my abuse and what I wasn't working on and, you know, going back to change those. But coming back to having, you know, sort of like an entity or entity or energetic force of your business, it kind of takes its own steps forward. And really your clients will 
kind of drive and gravitate the business to where it goes or to where it needs to go. And, you know, I can come out with it with my own ideas and innovations and test those out. But really, as I'm testing those out, everybody who's a part of the community has a voice in where that goes. And the community will kind of, you know, guide it like a flock of birds type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I can really take various directions. And, you know, my aspect is fostering a community and opening it up to more people to partake actively partake in it well at this point i'd like to just say thank you so much for being on the show and and uh, taking the time to answer all of my questions if um if our listeners wanted to find you where could we all right i am all over the place uh obviously go to www.obscurum o b s c u r a m dot com or you can find me on all social media platforms basically under i am obscurum you can also find my personal profile on instagram as brettany purr spelled b-r-e-t-t-n-e-y p as in paul e-r-r and yeah so those are the best places to find me Awesome. And we will have, of course, as always, include all of these links in the show notes uh, since mm -hmm. it's so much easier to find them there. So um, yes. once again, I'd like to just thank you so much for being on the show today and good luck. <laughs>